bang bang. Welcome to the potty is obviously brought to you by Bung Bung Coffee. The best coffee available. You can give it to your kids. You can give it to your kids. You can give it to your newborn baby as formula. They um they grow. Their you know their their cognitive abilities increase. It's a sensory experience, the taste, the feel. It just helps with the development of children. A um, little bit of a little bit of a uh, you know, wonder drug for for it's a wonder drug for wonder king. Bung bung coffee. So for a little baby like this, this that's that's what you want to give it. And it can be it can work for adults too. Adults with osteoporosis or um, Bipolar disorder, physical, mental, you know, metaphysical, whatever that means. Um, people who believe in astrology, you can fix them and make them believe in things that really do exist. Um, if your phone's not working, have some bung bung coffee, it'll fix it right up. Things like that. Um, people in QAnon, um, it will eradicate them. That's the type of thing that we're looking for. With Mung Mung Coffee. Uh, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful bean. It fixes everything. The good, the bad, the ugly. It makes the good better, the bad better, the ugly prettier. And that's Bung Bung Coffee at bungbungcoffee.com. Enter promo code POTTY, P-O-D-D-Y, P-O-D-D-Y for 15% off all orders. Um, and yeah, just a disclaimer. It does. Have, it does contain, contain caffeine, and you, should, you shouldn't give it to your kids. Um, if you if you want to support, welcome to the potty in any other way. You can either go to the website welcometothepotty.com and just donate, or you can go to welcometothepotty.com/store and buy any of the merch in the store, any of the merch to support the show. Um, or if you don't want to support the show monetarily. You can just share it. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Hit that share button. Um, you know, talk about it at dinner. And send us, send us in the Instagram, welcome to the potty Instagram DMs, um, a, vi- a picture of you sharing it. So a screenshot of your share or, you know, maybe a video of you telling your mother about it. Um, just to disappoint her because I know your mother won't want to listen to this show, but your mother's husband, your daddy, or stepdaddy, he'll like this shit. Your stepbrother will like it. Some ladies like it. Some ladies write in from time to time for advice. So share. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Thanks. Let's start the show. Nineteen ninety. Ah. Welcome to the party, Bung Bung. It's your man, Clay Tron, aka the Big Boss Man, aka the Clumsy Jeweler, because I'm always dropping gems, aka the Milkman, because I always deliver, aka the PhD of podcasting, the Maiden PR of podcasting, the Captain, the Kyle Rittenhouse of podcasting, because I'm doing this shit myself. Yes. Board Man's not here today. Just a scheduling conflict. This weekend has just been so full on, man. 
so the scheduling didn't work out to get board man in the booth today but um yeah i'm not really doing it myself i'm here with kenny mcmath my son he um he's with me in the booth today i'm trying to give his mother a break his mother my girlfriend a break so um we've got him in the booth today he's sleeping he's being very cute try not to show you guys my his face in case I try to like um you know kidnap him or something for a ransom I don't have I don't have ransom money honestly so you take this kid he's probably yours bro because I none of you are buying the merch <laughs> I don't have yeah I don't have merch money to to pay for the ransom so don't take him basically but I won't be showing you his face it changes on a like weekly basis anyway or on a moment to moment basis like you know if he takes a shit he scrunches it up um or sometimes he looks very very surprised about things so yeah so that's why I I didn't bring full energy to the intro today I've got little Kenny here sleeping he's a little magical man um He's a beautiful little boy. Dude, I just had a... That's him trying to talk on the mic there. You might have heard that. I don't know. Sometimes the mic only picks up really what's in front of it. Sometimes it doesn't even pick up what's in front of it. You know, like you guys might have heard Lavelle... or oh, sorry, Boardman on the show before. And um, I have to increase his levels in post-production every week. And he's still kind of like just... You've got to really eat the microphone. You've got to be all up in it. You know, and I, what do you call it? Um, sanitize these bitches. I spray them down with Glen 20. Shout out to Glen. Um, you know, that's a free, free plug. So maybe we'll get some Glen 20 in here, but I sanitize these bitches um, every week so we don't catch COVID off one another or whatever. And um, he still is. He talks on the mic from like back here, and I don't—I don't even know if you guys can hear it half the time. But you know, it's better having him here than not having him. I'll—I'll I'll tell you that much for free, baby. But um, the yeah, the reason I'm the Carl Rittenhouse of podcasting is because I really am doing this shit myself. Um, not the podcasting, you know. Boardman is a valued and important team member, and that's a VITM. Um, and you know, we got Kenny in booth today. He's really taking care of business here. He's sleeping on the job, you know, but he won't be getting paid for this into his trust fund, but um, he will certainly benefit from fame and glory, status, uh, recognition, stuff like that. Um, I forgot what I was talking about. Oh, yeah, I do this shit myself. So I'm, I'm producing and performing in a regional comedy tour. And we've got some venues locked in, some locations locked in for that, which I'm very, very happy about. I called so many places the last few weeks and got some maybes. And uh, this week I've got a couple of definites and I am just over the moon about it. It's hard, man. It's hard doing this shit yourself, the independent grind. But it's worth it because you get all the bread. But in saying that, if there, are, if there are any comedy or entertainment agents listening, uh, I'm available and I do need help. <laughs> the admin is killing me. I just I wish someone could book all this shit for me. 
and I could just focus on writing jokes. And I have been writing some new jokes and uh, changing up some old ones. And man, I love comedy, man. Fucking love it. I went to Jim Jeffries last night with uh, local comic here, Henry Wilson. Shout out to Henry. Uh, thank you for sharing your free tickets with me. Um, yeah, so that was cool. I saw a friend of the show, Rudy, Rudy Lee Torua, or Torua, um, aka The Rudes. He's been on the show before. He opened. He did very well. Amos Gill middled. He did very, very well. And then Jim Jeffries obviously tore the house down. Um, there were these fucking, honestly, I don't like speaking like this in front of Kenny, but there were these fucking cunts behind us, bro, that um, would not stop talking and yelling out. And I, I don't know. If I make it, if I make it as a, when I make it, sorry, let's switch that language up. When I make it as a comedian, you're out. I don't know if he could hear him up there. We're like, I mean, we weren't that far back. I think we were like nine or ten rows back. We were we were up there. I don't know if they could hear him, but you do that at my show. When I'm when I'm at that level, you are out, bro. Because I don't give a fuck if you never come back. You know, if I've got a two thousand seat venue, I don't give a fuck if two guys get the fuck out of there. You know, they were they were fucking infuriating, man. So um, I missed a few jokes because these cunts wouldn't shut the fuck up. But apart from that, man, the show was phenomenal. Everyone did great. Rudes, Amos, Jim, unbelievable. Um, it was inspiring. Made me want to get to work. I um, <laughs> I got home and like Rach and Kenny were asleep, so I I wrote a couple um, jokes and stuff down. Well, not jokes, but premises and punches and tags and stuff like that i wrote a few i wrote some things down before i went to bed because i was ready i'm ready to go man so that was fun uh and i am sorry if if uh i don't know if you guys can hear me that well if you're you know if you're on a highway or you know freeway and the road is loud under the wheels of the the vehicle you're driving you know the holden corolla and that's you know that's not a real car it's either holden commodore or toyota corolla but you know, if you got the front end of a Commodore or the back end of a Corolla and you weld them shits together, that's a Holden Corolla, baby. And that might be the episode name today, Holden Corolla. So if you got one of them, got a Holden Corolla and the wheels are making a lot of noise on the road, you must might have to turn this bitch up today because I'm talking like Lavelle today. I'm real, I'm real quiet and maybe not up against the mic enough. I'm going to give him the lav mic next week, you know, and Boardman, his his government name is Lavelle, and a lav mic is not a play on his name, that's, it's a lavalier microphone, and that's what you see on people on the news and shit that gets clipped onto their shirt, lavalier microphone, so I'm going to give him one of them next week and see if, see if we can get some, <laughs> some uh, better volume from the Boardman. Um... This little man, you know, we don't really need to worry about his volume if he's just not going to even talk. But my other babies, my dogs, bro, Gigi, she's the, the first child of ours, right? That's the German shorthead pointer. She uh, she escaped four times this week, four. And they don't jump the fence even though they can. Or Gigi can for sure. Nina's a little bit less athletic. I don't know if she can jump the fence. 
She's more of a long jumper than a high jumper, but Gigi can jump that shit, right? Um, and she doesn't do it. But um, twice Rachel sort of was leaving the house and didn't shut the gate or didn't shoo the dogs away from the gate as she was shutting it, so they just snuck through. Nina only goes like a few metres. She comes back inside straight away. Gigi takes off. She's like, yes, adventure. She takes the fuck off. So twice during work, I got phone calls with Rach just like crying. Like, Gigi escaped. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? I am at work. You understand? Um, one time I was taking out the bins, you know, to the street. And... Uh, it was dark, it was like 6.30 and daylight savings over, so it was dark. And I take I take the bin out, pew, I just feel this little rocket go past my leg. It's Gigi, she's off to the races. I start running, I'm filled with adrenaline, so I probably ran, I'd say approximately a K, and I didn't even feel it. And as soon as I um, I brought Gigi back inside the house, I, um, I basically almost died of cardiac arrest because I have not run a K in a long time. I've been on the bike, you know, like, well, since Kenny was born, I've probably only been on the bike like once every two weeks. But um, before he was born, I was on the bike every day. And um, I, I I do, I go pretty hard on the bike, but it's not the same as running, bro. I can do like a 30-minute like sprint workout on the bike. You ask me to sprint, 15 meters on my legs, bro. And it's definitely a wrap for another 15 minutes. You know, high intensity interval training, hit workouts. I'm not doing that on foot. I'll do that on the bike for sure. But you want me to do that shit just like on foot, bro? You're going to lose me, man. That's another one gone too soon, me. You get me on, on foot doing hit, it's a wrap, baby. I need um, lo- lit. I need lit, low intensity interval training, bro, where we walk and then we rest. And then we walk again, baby. Let's get lit. <laughs> Shit. That's two possible names for the episode getting lit with t- two eyes, low interval. Low, low intensity interval training or um, holding Corolla, baby. Um, but yeah, and then what was the other time? Oh, fucking Uber Eats, bro. These dumb, bro, you need to have, I've never known a, a job to, you know what? I don't even think the microphone's on on this camera. Let me double check this. Okay, technical difficulties, but mostly um, user error. Forgot to put the mic on that camera. Um, uh, I forgot what I was talking about. Oh, yeah, Uber. I've never known of a, a job position to require you to have a IQ less than something. You know what I mean? These motherfuckers are straight up retards, dude. Every time we get Uber Eats without fail, they leave my house and leave the gate open. And usually... And I shouldn't have to do this. Usually I double check that they've closed the gate and so I'll go out there and I'll close it and then the dogs won't escape. But we had a friend over. You remember him, friend of the show and ex-housemate Dan. Housemate Dan, not to be confused with roommate Dan. 
um, he he was over watching the footy and, uh, you know, we've got a baby and she's like, oh, I'll get it. Like, you know, he's like, the Uber Eats is here, I'll go get it. And it was like already on our doorstep. And he's like, oh my God, it got here eight minutes ago. They didn't even knock on the door, which is retarded in itself. But then, then he brings the pizzas in and I'm like, I'm like, bro, can you just double check that the uh, the gate is closed because the dogs are out? And he's like, oh, okay, yeah. And he, he looks out there and he's like, oh, well, it's open. I was like, well, that means Gigi is for sure gone. Nina, maybe not, but Gigi is gone. So we had to go and um, find Gigi and we found her. She's just down the street. She almost got hit by a car though. Um, I saw it and I, I almost threw up. I was so scared and... Um, she didn't get hit and she ended up going into someone's property. So I went in there and luckily I wasn't in Florida because the stand your ground law means as long as you hold the deed to the property you kill someone on, basically they are a trespasser and you're allowed to kill them. So I'm glad I was in Adelaide, Australia and not, you know, Tampa Bay, Florida or some shit. Um, but yeah, I went into someone's property, grabbed my dog, got home and I'm, I'm walking the dog down the street and I just hear Richo, which is the nickname of housemate Dan. I don't know if you forgot. So his name's Daniel, Dan, Danny, Danny, Denise Richards, Richo. All right. Daniel, Dan, Danny, Danny, Denise, Denise Richards, Richo. So this is a man with the name Daniel and his nickname is Richo and his surname is not Richards. And honestly, I don't think anyone's name surname should be Richards. McMath is a good surname. You know, it's not gendered. Grey, not gendered. Grey is a colour. Brown is a colour, not gendered. But like if you want to be James or Matthews or Richards or Michaels, Andrews, that's all gendered, bro. When you get rid of that shit. It's 2022 and this is the type of thing we should be focused on. We shouldn't be focused on wars or the fact that women don't have the right to abort a child even if they were raped or incest, which is essentially mostly rape anyway. Um, We should be focused on making sure that everything is gendered equally and that, you know, we should probably... Why doesn't anyone have the last name Tiffany or Courtney or... um, You know, Brittany. And maybe there is. Sharon. Is there anyone with the last name Sharon? Winona. You know? Um, Fiona. Um, Helen. Does anyone have these last names? Well, I don't know why I was going for, you know, 50 to 60 year old women names, but... There's so many women out there with men last names, you know? And I don't think that's fair. And I'm being facetious. I don't give a fuck what your last name is, you know? But I'm just saying, like, we are real focused on this gender stuff right now. And it's like, you're simultaneously telling me that gender doesn't exist. And also telling me that it, that gender is so important that you feel that you're the wrong gender that you need to have irreversible surgery to correct it. So I don't actually understand anything. 
And maybe I'm an old man. Maybe I am. Maybe I am the grandparent that. That you know, people are gonna be like, "God, it's hard going to Grandpa Clay's place because he's just so like old school." You know, his thoughts are all fucked up. <laughs> you know, that's what people are gonna be thinking of me, my uh, family, my my grandchildren. Because like I remember, dude, and I love my grandfather. He, Dutch, he's a Dutch man. He was a Dutch man. He still, like, he still is. Well, he's dead, but he never changed from being Dutch before he died. He always was Dutch. And I remember this one time I was a kid, and because he's an old man, you know, and he was he's trying to. I don't remember what he was working on or whatever, but he he's in the car, sort of having a bitch about trying to get all this shit sorted. And he's like, he says, I, I don't, I don't really know how to do his uh, accent, but. And that's crazy because usually when it's in your family, you can do it. But he, I remember he said, I, I've been working. I can't do the accent, man. I've been working. Working like a nigger to get things straight. And even as a kid, I was like, what the fuck did this nigger just say? And my mom was like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. We don't, we don't say that in this family. And he just didn't, he didn't, he was like, what? Uh, what? Okay. You know, he didn't get it. He didn't get it. And people get old, bro. Like, Joe Biden fell off a bike this week. <laughs> dude, why are they letting this... Do- dude, he has dementia. Bro, I understand why the Republicans don't like this, dude. He is... A, he's... he's um, What are they called? Geriatric, bro. He's all fucked up. He fell off a bike, bro. His foot got caught in, like, the thing that holds your shoe in it. One foot was on the ground. And the other, he tried to get the other foot out and he couldn't. And he fell off a fucking bike, bro. And you know how f- old people's bodies are, man. Like, he's probably all bruised up, bleeding. He's probably still bleeding. You know, hypoglycemic. I don't even know what that means. What's the one called when you um you don't stop bleeding? Your blood doesn't clot? Hemophiliac or something? Like, old people just, like, their skin's like paper. Just tears. As soon as it touches concrete, bro, they can't even walk walk barefoot, bro. <laughs> this motherfucker fell off a bike, and it's like I'm the leader of the free world. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And it's like shit. This is who our country is uh, in the hands of. Not like I'm in Australia. Australia's all good. We got some dude named Albanese or something. Pimpin' ain't Albanese. You feel me? <laughs> Pimpernane Albanese, if that, let's trademark that shit. That could be another potential name for this episode. That might just be a quote. Quote post, Pimpernane Albanese. Gonna have to write all this shit down. Highly quotable episode. Low energy, highly quotable. Highly rewatchable. 8.5 out of 10 episode, I think. Um. Yeah, man. This is my whispering voice. And you guys are probably thinking like, damn, this has got a loud whispering voice. But, um, yeah, it's hard, bro, to whisper because my, my whispers cut in and out. My whispers cut in and out like like bored man on the microphone. So it's like, um, I'll be, if I said like, Kenny, um, oh my God, Kenny was so cute today, right? I'd be like, so cute today. And Rachel will be like, what? And I'll just be like, oh my God, Kenny's so cute today. 
And it's like, I'm a shitty whisperer, bro. I didn't realize that I lacked that skill. And you know why I didn't realize that? Because I grew up as a millennial and my mother told me that I'm good at everything and I can be whatever I want when I grow up. So I didn't know that I could actually be shit at something. Turns out I'm shit at whispering and that's the only thing I'm bad at. That's not true. Also, uh, high interval, high intensity interval training. I'm bad at that as well. But um, yeah, dude, whispering is a skill that I found out I'm really bad at this week. And, you know, I've talked shit about people in front of them before. And maybe and now I'm thinking maybe they heard it. Um, I had a teammate that I wasn't too impressed with. Uh, and I wasn't, I didn't know he was home. I lived with him too. Teammate slash housemate. And I was talking big shit about him loudly. And then he walked out into the kitchen. And yeah, I shut up real quick. I shut up real quick. But um, I often think about that. I often think about that and how he must have felt. Um, Will I apologize for it? Probably not, man. Honestly, it's too late. It's not too late, but like, it's not like I fucked his bitch or anything, you know. Talked a little bit of shit. Like, it's not the end of the world. There's things that I've said to people or about people before that I've wanted. Dude, you know, I've talked about telling the truth when you break up with people. You should never do it. There's several females that I would like to apologize to for telling the truth. Like, because, you know, I broke up. Like, you get this advice like, oh, man, I want to break up with so-and-so because she's, you know, she's this and she's that. You just got to tell the truth, man. So, okay. So, look. Um, I never look forward to speaking to you. You're, you're the worst part of my day. Um, you know, I think you're stupid. I can't have a conversation with you. Um, you're too basic. Um, you know, you just lie there when we're having sex. It's not very fun for me. Um, what else? What else? Oh, you got, you know, you got, you got, you know, a little bit of a mustache. And if you don't, you know, if you don't keep on top of it, you really, you know, I see it too much. It reminds me of you know, reminds me of my racist grandfather. You know, I need you to cut that more regularly, or, or wax it, or bleach it. You cannot be that honest with somebody. You cannot. Um, and I have been on several occasions, and I've been lied to on several occasions, and that's really nice. Really, really nice. No, I didn't cheat on you. <laughs> No, I didn't cheat on you. And yes, there is a chance we'll get together again in the future. And I straight up walked away from that, believing both of those statements. You know, that is, you know, speaking of retarded, I'm straight up retarded for that. Um, shit. I forgot. I actually forgot what I was talking about. Was it the was it the dogs escaping? Was that did I tell you guys that Danny yeah, I was walking back down the street and Danny was lighting these motherfuckers up on the phone. He's like he's like, you fuck what the fuck? He's like the dog got out the fucking fuck fuck, you fucking idiot. You didn't even knock on the fucking door when the fucking pieces got delivered and you let the fucking dogs out here. Oh. And I'm fucking dying, bro. It was so funny. 
so fucking funny, man. He lit him up. And I was telling Rach, like, I had a client, you know, a couple months back, just, like, yeah, kind of light me up a bit. And I was, like, losing sleep over it. And I was like, that Uber Eats dude, he's either he's either losing sleep right now or he doesn't give he straight up doesn't give a fuck and he's still leave, leaving gates open. Probably that. Probably that. Because if you're doing Uber Eats, you really don't like the reason you're doing it is because you don't have customer interaction. You don't really care about people. If you care about people, you like sort of make the food or work at the restaurant. If you're just dropping it out a door and not even knocking, you kind of, you kind of, you're kind of born in the USA. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you're kind of waiting for society to crumble. I think it's really a good time to invest in BCF, boating, camping, fishing, um, because within the next eighteen months, we're all going to be living in tents. So. If you invest in BCF, everyone's going to start buying tents, losing their properties. We're going to see an influx in homelessness. Uh, we're going to see shanty towns, people cooking rats over dumpster fires, um, people killing each other in the street, uh, mugging each other, slitting each other's throat for a dollar. And if you invest in BCF, you're going to see a lot of these, you know, it's going to be very lucrative. You're going to see a lot of return off of everybody needing to buy tents. Um, so that's where I would be putting my money right now is in sort of camping supply stores, Mitchell's, BCF. Um, you know, no one can even, I wouldn't go as far as investing in like caravan company. No one can afford caravans anymore. You know, lettuce is $8 a head. Um, you can't get a caravan because you need to basically have fuel to take it anywhere, which is, you know, fuel's nuts right now. But invest in BCF. That's what I'm telling you. You know, as a financial advisor, you know, I do have a PhD in podcasting. That's close enough. BCF, I'm telling you, you heard it here first. Invest in BCF. You're going to see some wild returns because we all will be living in tents um and i don't mean intense as in like high intensity interval training i mean inside tents within the next 18 months i'm telling you bro this is how everything is going to go invest in bcf and that is a free plug for that company and i do you know when the shit does hit the fan i do expect a free tent um, shit, what else, man? You know, you guys know I cut my hair a while back, like pretty much after my fringe show. I cut it. I was growing the top out long. And I was braiding it and I was like, fuck, I'm, I kind of want to braid my whole head. So I'm going to cut it and regrow it. And you can probably see that it's grown a bit, but you, what you don't see is the crown of my head. And I am thinning. I am going bald. And, you know, I've... I've talked about going bald before and how you just got to embrace it. You got to, you got to be a bald man, grow your beard out, maybe get a head tat, whatever you got to do. And I'm open to that. I am, but I am going to, 
I am going to need some sort of rejuvenating shampoo. I will not go on the drugs. I will not take Propecia and have my dick stop working. I need the shampoo, and if it doesn't work, I'm shaving it. I'm shaving it, and I'm getting a head tat. What would I get on my head? I don't know yet. Maybe like some sort of like 3D image that looks like I've been sconed with a golf ball. You know, that'd be funny. But probably not aesthetically pleasing, so maybe I wouldn't do that. But, you know, something something clever, but um, I haven't really figured that out yet. But, yeah, I'm going bald, man. And, you know, I've got balding friends. Um, some, you know, I think this is what Are You Okay Day was, was developed for, was mainly for balding men because we, we try not to talk about it. We try to cover it up. We wear hats because toupees look retarded. You're not fooling anybody when you wear a toupee. There's a guy on Dancing with the Stars, one of the judges, he wears a toupee and he looks like a fucking idiot. I don't know how they let him on TV. It's insanity. I feel like he might have auditioned as a bald man, got the part, and then started wearing a toupee, and everyone's like, what the fuck is this guy doing? We did not agree to this. And if you didn't hear what I said just then, that's because I'm a shitty whisperer, okay? But that's what I think. I think, are you okay? And I feel weird asking my friends if they're okay, and I say, are you all right? You all right, man? And if it was Are You All Right Day, I'd be like, God, that's such a force. And I'd be saying, Are You Okay? But once it once it becomes like a slow, like it seems like you're taking the piss. If someone says like, Are You Okay? I'm like, oh, you're fucking funny, man. But if someone says like, like Clay, you all right? I'm like, dude, honestly, it's hard, man. Like I really thought I was going to be able to braid my whole head. So I cut my hair and I regret it. I'm living with regret. Haircut regret, man. That's it's a hard thing to live with, haircut regret. So, no, I guess I'm not all right. But if someone says, Clay, you okay? I'm sort of like, what, do you want to fucking fight me, bro? You want to get real alpha about this? Let's do it, you know? Let's act homeless right now. I will kill you for a two-man tent, Okay. I'll kill you and I'll take your tent right from underneath you. And I won't clean the blood off of it. I'll leave it there as a reminder that I will kill for mobile living arrangements. You know? But I don't know, man. Like, you got to look at the positives of going bald too. Like, how well does hair freeze? You know, if you want to cryogenically freeze yourself... How well does does hair really keep in the free? It like it seems like it would be wet and grow. Like I think I would prefer to be frozen as a bald man if I really want to get real Walt Disney over it. And I don't even know if that's a myth or if that's true that Walt Disney froze himself, man. Do you know? Please write in if you know, but I don't even know if it's true. This kid is so cute. You don't even know. You don't even know, man. But yeah, I'm thinking like, dude, I'll, when I, I'm getting um, cremated, man, when I die. 
I'm not taking up space as a dead person. A grave, bro? Are you kidding me? And I heard somewhere it's like illegal to spread ashes, but spread my shit. Don't keep me on the mantelpiece. Get some nice flowers up there, you know, or like a, you know, Australian of the Year trophy or something. Put that up there. Don't have a dead clay on your mantelpiece. It's fucking weird, man. Let go. You know, look at pictures of me to remember me, not my fucking burnt up body in a jar, you know, spread my ashes at the pokies, man. Go to the pokies, just go to every pub in Adelaide and spread a little bit of my ashes in the smokers area. (laughs) Just go around putting my ashes in, in actual ashtrays at pubs, man. (laughs) That's fucking great. Um, that's how I, that, yeah, I don't want to take up space in a grave or, or, uh, on a mantelpiece or in a storage facility as a frozen man. We don't have the technology. I don't even know if we're working on it. Are we still trying to do cancer or not? We're still just, we're just bringing out as many COVID vaccines as possible. Oh God, that'll flag me. Um, like, yeah, well, oh, let's do space travel. It's like, fuck, who cares, dude? People really think we are the center of the universe and that we matter. I think we all need to become a little bit more nihilistic and just be like, we're doing this for no reason. Yeah. When we die, nothing matters. We're just dead. It's over. There's no such thing as a legacy. Once you've been dead for enough generations, people don't really remember you. It's like, who invented the light bulb? Thomas Edison. Yeah, who gives a fuck? Did he invent the ring light? You know? Did he did did he invent the ring light? Could he make me look pretty on TikTok while I do my makeup tutorials? Fuck Thomas Edison, bro. You know? I'm trying to trying to get behind Alex Allison, you know? See that? So Alex is like a uh, a name that can be either sex and Allison is a female last name. And I think Alex Allison is the perfect name. I think I'm going to have to do officially change Kenny's name to Alex Allison. He's going to have a different last name to me and Rachel. Three last names, one household. That's it. That's the show. That's the show. If there's any TV producers, studio heads watching, and I'm sure there is, I'm pitching to you right now. Is a it's a it's a rom it's a, not a rom com. It's a this is a television show. It's a uh, sitcom about a mixed black man and a pasty white woman who are boyfriend and girlfriend. They're not married. They've got separate last names. They have a kid. And they give their kid a different last name. Three last names, one household. Um, and the white lady is really hoping that the, that the kid's going to have the father's skin. But the father's so light skin and the mother's so pasty that we're really not sure what colour the kid's going to be yet. <laughs> but we're so progressive that we gave the kid a name that could be for male or female or one of the other, you know, 
87 genders. And then we gave him a female, a, a last name, which is a female first name, which has never been done before. You know? And, you know, that's the type of, that's the type of TV show that I'm talking about. And they don't live in a house. They live in a tent. They're homeless. They're homeless and progressive. And they've been focused on being um, allies for all minority groups. They've been, they've been so focused on that their, their whole lives that they didn't actually get real jobs. They never made enough money. They never put enough away for the end of times when lettuce cost $17 a head. And fuel, fuel actually was literally unaffordable. A thousand dollars a liter, and it's a minimum of five liters still, you know. So, so they're just in this situation where they're they're too progressive for their own good, and it promotes the collapse of society. But there's gags in it. It's actually. It's the most depressing sitcom of all time. So, like, you get really depressed, and then, then someone just gives you one one liner to bring you back, bring you back up for a second. It's kind of like cocaine. The high lasts a very short time, and the rest is very, very sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Let's go. Let's just get some clear reviews happening. Comedy action horror. Will this movie win an Oscar? Set design, directing, acting, lighting, or costumes? This segment is Clay's Reviews. So, I watched this movie on Netflix called Spiderhead, starring Chris Hemsworth and Miles Teller, based on a um, short story by the same name. And honestly, I haven't read the short story, but I guarantee it should have been left as a short story. This shit could have maybe, maybe gotten away with being an episode of Black Mirror. But a feature-length film, this shit was trash, bruh. There, there was a love, there was like a love story that sort of like was in it. But, but it also wasn't. Like there was no background to why there was like this feeling of love between these two or did it work out did it not the there was no investment in their relationship i didn't really give a fuck whether they were going to work out or not it was there wasn't a ross and rachel thing you know um man it was just about like this prison it was like a lux luxury prison they weren't like locked up but they were on an island it was inescapable but it was all like free roaming. There was video games. There was food, kitchen, living, uh, living, sleeping arrangements, all that. You weren't caged up, but you had to do experiments all day, pharmaceutical experiments, and you had this pack lodged in your back. Um, so it's very futuristic and like questions morality and ethics, which is, you know, that's more the story of it. And they've got these different drugs that they they test that you that are in your back, and it's like one for verbalizing your emotions, one for feeling your emotions, one f- yeah, it was very emotionally based. One was like do as you're told drug, you know, but it was all based on that. Um, you know, it wasn't and the parts weren't enough to for you to actually you know there was good actors in it. Um. 
Juicy Jesse Smollett's um, sister, Journey. I think her name's Journey Smollett was in it. Miles Teller, who's a great actor, he was in it. Um, Chris Hemsworth, who's a good actor, he was in it. And none of them really got to really go for it, man. Maybe Journey got to bring some real emotion into it. But, yeah, um, the CGI looked like someone did it on an iPhone, bro. This shit sucked. It, it, I, yeah, I would say don't watch it. And I don't like doing that because this is someone, someone spent time and money on this shit. But there's so much content out there now. It's coming out so rapidly that the quality of it cannot be, um, it can't all be good. And this is one of the ones that's not good. I would steer clear of Spiderhead, man, at 5.5 out of 10. And then I watched Hustlers because my mother came over to babysit Kenny and she watched she watched the um, Jennifer Lopez documentary on Netflix on my Netflix account. So then in my recommended pops up Hustlers starring Jennifer Lopez, Cardi B was marketed to be in it. She was hardly in it. And honestly, I was just hoping that her titties were going to be in it and they weren't. Um, and then Constance Wu who is an ungrateful little bitch and not hot enough to play a stripper. There, I said it. Um, and it's based on a true story. And typically, you know, I love when it's based on a true story. You know this. I'm a sucker for that. Everyone knows that about me. If you've ever watched a Clay's review about a movie that was based on true events, I was into it. Not this time. Not this time. Uh... This shit's honestly sucked. Um, in the Rach watched the documentary with uh, Jennifer Lopez as well, and apparently she thought she was going to win a Golden Globe or even an Oscar or something, which is crazy. When you're so famous that people are just telling you that you're great and you don't know how good you are, you, you it's hard to know how good you are when you got those people around you, and that's what. Jennifer Lopez, she thought she was going to win an award for this shit. It was trash. She was no good in it. Constance Wu was no good in it. Cardi B was not in it enough. I honestly would prefer to watch Cardi B dance for 90, 90 minutes to two hours than watch this fucking movie ever again. The story was, like, was base level. The writing was no good. No offense to the writers. There was not a single shot in this film that I was like, I understand why they chose this shot to add to the story of this film. This shit was trash. I've got written down here a four and I'm changing that. I'm changing that right now after talking about it to a fucking two out of 10 for hustlers. Miss this. It's a short episode today. I'm Claiborne McMath, the board man, the boss man. The Kyle Rittenhouse of comedy. <laughs> I love you guys, man. I love you guys. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for sharing the show. Uh, thank you for finding the show and sticking with it if you found it without people sharing it because I know no one shares this shit. Share it, please. Please just hit the share button. You're listening to it now. You can look at your phone and hit the three dots or whatever or the little square with the arrow and share it somewhere. Share it to your story. 
It's easy, man. It takes two seconds. It's free. Just share the show. Get this shit out there. Listen to me now. Look at your phone and hit the fucking share button right now. It's not hard. Okay? Welcome to the potty on everything. Follow, rate, review, share. I love you guys. Don't forget to love yourselves. And as always, bung bung. Zero. Take your breath away with your own pillow. I'm moving in silence through the night. There's no stopping me, not the black widow. I'm kicking it swiftly, Luke Kang flow. Cybernetic enhancements, I'm Kano. I'm proficient at war like Jax, but I got nothing to prove like John Cage though. I got an arsenal full of techniques. Enter the dragon like Bruce Lee. I'm dangerous, so so dangerous. You don't want me at the fist of fury.